Welcome to Primordial Path. My name is Casey and I'm your guide on this podcast, which is dedicated to exploring ancient meditation and healing practices. We'll examine them through an accessible modern lens and discover how they can profoundly impact your life, your body, your mind, your soul, your energy. So stay tuned. Here we go. Hello there, and welcome back to Primordial Path Podcast. This week, we're focusing on the fourth limb of yoga, pranayama. We've already spoken about the first three limbs, which you should absolutely go back and listen to them if you haven't already. In the yoga world, people generally think that pranayama is simply regulating the breath or breath work. I'm sure you've heard the term breath work before. Everyone these days seems to be some sort of breath work teacher or have some sort of breath work teacher. I'm sure we've all heard of Wim Hof. However, it's more than just the breath. Pranayama is the control of vital and psychic energy within the body, the prana. Now, there are three main stages of the pranayama practice. It's the inhale, the retention of the breath, and then the exhale. In Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, it states that pranayama is the pause in the movement of inhalation and exhalation when that is secured. So technically, pranayama is the retention of the breath to activate the prana. The relationship between the breath and the prana is so close that one is influenced by the other. With the focus of retention of breath being the key here, from a scientific perspective, it allows for the change of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the cells, which in turn clears the nadis, which are the energy pathways in the body. It's unfortunately, it's not just that simple. We then have to clear and align the chakras, which are the energy wheels in the body, to also allow the flow of prana, which in most people are blocked as well. And the prana can only partially be released. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. As the saying goes, some is better than none. But by limiting the prana, we can't fully realize our potential in terms of energy, mind and consciousness. Now, you can meditate without doing pranayama. Of course, many people do. However, if we start to incorporate some pranayama practices prior to meditation, we can more easily achieve the higher states of consciousness that we're aiming for. This focus of breath and prana improves our concentration, which in turn improves our ability to have a clear mind to meditate. And... As we reach higher levels of practice, the direction of the pranic flow is influenced and a greater quantum energy is released. When this happens, many new experiences can be unlocked. So just like in a video game, when we reach the next stage or the next level, more treasures or more powers are unlocked. So think of yourself as that main character that's constantly wanting to unlock more. Now, there are many, many practices of pranayama available, which we're not going to go into detail here. There are so many of them. However, we will start to make some videos for these practices so that you can have a test of them out yourself and see how you feel and which ones you prefer to use or incorporate. In chapter four of the Hatha Yoga Pradipika, it says, when the Brahma Granti, the heart, is pierced through by pranayama, then a sort of happiness is experienced in the vacuum of the heart. And the anahat sounds like various tinkling sounds of ornaments are heard in the body. And then goes on to also say, a yogi's body becomes divine, glowing, healthy, and emits a divine swell. The whole of his heart becomes void. Now, 
I don't know about you, but if that's not enough to get you to start a pranayama practice, I don't know what is. I certainly want a divine, glowing and healthy body. Yes, please.